Welcome to Automation Chat. In this episode, I talk with Mike Berg, Solutions Marketing Manager of Industrial Automation with Panduit. We have an interesting conversation about warehouse automation and the smart technology that's enabling digital transformation at warehouses and distribution centers. You might be surprised at the high-tech operations inside a fulfillment center. Drones, anyone? I'm your host, Teresa Hauk, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and our Partner Network Magazine. Mike and I talk about industry trends putting increased pressure on warehouses and distribution centers. We examine new technologies that make them more efficient, reliable, and better equipped to handle demand, especially with the substantial growth in online ordering since COVID-19 hit. We also discuss the physical network infrastructure required to enable new technologies and what manufacturers can learn from warehouse automation. But first, it's time for our family-friendly, silly joke of the day. How do mathematicians scold their children? If I've told you n times, I've told you n plus one times. Okay, here's my chat with Mike. Hi, Mike. Welcome to Automation Chat. Uh, it's great to see you again after several years now here, and I appreciate you joining me today. Ed, hey, Teresa. It's uh, really nice to see you as well. I'm glad, glad to be a part of the chat and uh, glad to be getting back in action again as well. Yeah. So today we're talking about warehouse automation. Um, but why don't we start first by describing what Panduit does? Sure. Um, so for those on your chat that may not be familiar, Panduit is all around the network infrastructure and electrical infrastructure. So uh, kind of our tagline is we are infrastructure for a connected world. So we are very much focused on data center markets, enterprise uh, building and office spaces on our network side, as well as industrial networks that go into manufacturing, but also uh, electrical infrastructure that goes into industrial construction projects and MRO projects and also OEM. So uh, a lot of infrastructure areas where Panduit gets involved uh, with controls and automation. And Panduit's a strategic alliance partner with Rockwell Automation, so you have a lot of collaborative products and projects with them. Absolutely, uh, we do, yes. Uh, day in, day out, and those capital projects are starting to pick up again, so we're really happy about that. So talk about industry trends that are putting more pressure on warehouses and distribution centers and exactly what those pressures are. Sure. Um, so over the last year and a half, I think we've all gotten a lot more familiar with online ordering and getting things delivered from a warehouse or, or same day kind of delivery. But even before, you know, what's happened with COVID happened, uh, there was a, a really strong drive around convenience and people being able to get things uh, order things online and get them very quickly, right? The two-day deliveries, the one-day delivery, and even the same-day delivery. Just in the daily operation of our lives, that was becoming like a demand item. So that's like the big trend is that in order to compete, the e-commerce suppliers are providing that two or one-day delivery or same-day delivery, and the retailers have to respond to that uh, with their warehouse and distribution strategy so that they can provide that same level of service. In terms of what's happened 
since COVID, there's been a lot more emphasis on supply chain, you know, accelerating the trends around e-commerce and online ordering. But also since things are started to recover, there's also like some supply chain disruption that's been happening where many manufacturers are starting to hold more inventory as well, which is also increasing the warehouse demand, ironically. So the safety inventories are going up uh, across companies as well. So there's both that need for the fulfillment center or distribution center upgrades, as well as the need to carry a little more inventory and expand maybe the warehouse uh, space that's had as well. When we look at the stats in the market, online ordering was about 15% of retail before COVID hit. And it's actually predicted to be as high as 39% by 2030. Um, And that's a stat from CBRE, which is one of the commercial real estate brokers uh, that gets involved with these warehouse opportunities. That's just an amazing stat, an amazing amount of growth that's happening around um, these these e-commerce initiatives. Yeah, well, COVID's changing a lot of um, behaviors that probably will not go back to how they used to be, how we shop, how we live, how we work. So this might seem obvious, but can you explain how downtime can lead to lost revenue and lost customers? Sure. So, you know, with that two day or one day or same day delivery, there's technology that has to go into those fulfillment centers in order to be able to provide that kind of efficiency, that kind of throughput. Um, And kind of as we see with other manufacturing environments, if you got that high throughput, if you have any downtime that's unplanned, it's going to be very costly, right, per minute. So um, in one of these fulfillment centers or a distribution center, if it's an e-commerce provider, the cost of downtime is, is as high as like $220,000 uh, per minute, right? So a lot, of, a lot of packages flying through these facilities, right? And a lot of online orders are happening all at the same time. So these facilities, the automation managers that run them, the IT managers that run them are very cognizant of, of downtime and and, and trying to ensure there's uh, redundancy, reliability in these systems, just like in manufacturing. Yeah, downtime is kind of a dirty word. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the D word. So for automation, for warehouse automation, the industrial internet of things is key now. I mean, there's just no way around it. Yep. And so there's a lot of uh, new technologies that make warehouses and distribution centers more efficient, reliable, and yep. better equipped to handle the demand. So yep. In other words, what does digital transformation look like in warehouse automation? Yes, um, really, really good point. And, and it's a good to make that correlation too with digital transformation. Um, I want to kind of set things up though, that when we start talking about warehouses, I, I'm sure a lot of your viewers are probably thinking to themselves, okay, uh, a big empty space with some racks and some fork trucks driving around, right? But that's not what these fulfillment centers are or these distribution centers are, the ones that are very modern. Uh, There is technology happening in every corner of one of these facilities. Uh, You'd really be wowed walking into one of these facilities because you would see IT and automation and robotics and people kind of all in collaboration, working in harmony with good coming in, goods leaving, but just a tremendous amount of action happening in these facilities. So what I like to kind of correlate this to is in the controls industry, we look a lot to who the early technology adopters are. And a lot of, a lot of us look at automotive and we say that's the early technology adopter and, they are, and automotive definitely is, right? 
But these warehouse facilities are the same type of thing with technology adoption. They, they have to be connected from that website all the way down to that last device, last package that's in that facility. Everything is connected from that website on down. And so these are high technology facilities, and they're even adopting some technologies maybe that are not showing up in manufacturing yet, but are very vital to how they're providing this two-day or one-day delivery. So some examples of what you would see with digital transformation in the past in these facilities, you probably had what we would call the islands of automation, right? So you'd have some automated areas within the fulfillment center, but maybe not everything was connected, right? But in order to provide the level of service and be competitive, now all of those islands of automation have to be connected. Every last sensor on that conveyor system has to be connected. If you were to walk into one of these facilities, the, uh, especially for the smaller packages, the conveyor is all throughout the facility. It is like a, a highway within that facility, right? And so all the things coming in and all the things leaving are going on that highway at some point. And then you also have robotics that are bringing uh, things to that system, to people, and then ultimately to that conveying system. But you've got sensors and modular devices all throughout uh, that conveying system and across that robotic system that are all Ethernet connected and that are all networked, right? And so there is also edge computing going on in these facilities, right? So there, uh, there's scanning that's keeping track of the packages and weighing them and even taking pictures of them, knowing where everything goes, coordinating with the sensors on where the off-ramps from the highway are for things that need to be put away or dropping it down to go to, to shipping, right? To come out to one of the trucks. And then there's also connecting everything together within the facility, very similar or a correlation to a manufacturing execution system. You have your warehouse management system uh, that, that runs that facility and which has a lot of demands put on it now in order to be able to coordinate between the websites and the enterprise part of that business. And then with the automation and the robotics, making everything work together. Um, so connectivity in, in these facilities to have that level of coordination is very critical. So you've got your industrial network infrastructures going in place, connecting that controls automation and some of that IO as well. But you also have more so than, than probably many other facilities, you have a very strong demand on the wireless network because you do have all these mobile robotic devices. Plus you've got people with devices within these facilities. So you've also got that high wireless network demand within the facilities as well. Many of the companies tend to be technology companies too. So the buildings we're talking about, they're very well connected. They are intelligent buildings supporting the personnel working within the building, providing security within that building, camera security. So there's also camera networks throughout, cameras supporting monitoring that automation equipment uh, as well. So if you looked at digital transformation and IoT, this is one of the leading areas where we're seeing it, seeing it happen. Now for a quick break. Exponential growth of the e-commerce industry, advancements in robotics, and the emergence of IoT challenge companies to take advantage of new technologies effectively and with scalability. The physical infrastructure is the foundation that supports these new technologies, allowing efficiencies in production systems and facilities for product fulfillment, 
distribution, and warehousing. Panduit helps logistics automation providers and e-commerce retailers enable digital transformation in warehouse automation and distribution centers through industry-leading products like Category 6A patch cords, over-molded cord sets, and fiber cabling. Learn more at Panduit.com today. There is a pathway of digital transformation that's recognized in this industry. It starts with digital connectivity. It goes to controls and automation. It goes to analytics from there with your warehouse management system. And then ultimately to things like uh, AI, right? And, and being able to optimize that system and have it work like no one else's systems work and providing that competitive advantage to that retailer or to that e-commerce uh, supplier. That's, so that's a lot amazing. of talking, huh? No, no, but it's amazing what they can do. I mean, I've seen it really examples is. of warehouses using drones to take things around and deliver things. So you were talking about the infrastructure. As we wrap up here, can you describe the physical network infrastructure required to enable and support these kind of new technologies for warehouse automation? And also, I'm thinking of our listeners in manufacturing, like on the plant floor, how right. does plant floor data relate to the warehouse automation? In other words, why should manufacturing care about warehouse and distribution? Sure, sure. So let me let me uh, try to cover those topics. So um, from the, the network infrastructure that goes into place, I kind of mentioned earlier on, right, the scope of where Panduit is at. So I'm just going to say in general, uh, in one of these facilities, there is the building itself, right? And there is some amount of that network infrastructure that goes in as that, that warehouse is built. Um, so that's part of that network infrastructure, probably the backbone of it goes in at, at that time. Uh, then you have your client that comes into that facility. They have their enterprise network and that building infrastructure network that gets expanded when that client comes in. So then you've got your AV systems, your intelligent building systems that are going in, but you probably also have some type of data center going in place. And these days, a lot of things are cloud-based, but there could be a local cloud or a micro data center within that facility uh, that is supporting some of the computing going on there. And then in the facility itself, where the warehouse is, then you're going to have your wireless network, as I was describing, supporting all that robotics and so forth, your camera network supporting security, but also equipment monitoring. And then you have your traditional controls, controls network but one that needs to be connected up into that enterprise space. So typically the enterprise is going to go down to what, what they call the IDF level, which is your switches out on your facility floor. The controls and automation is going to be below that level, but connected right into that enterprise system as well. So Panduit really draws on our offerings within our data center enterprise and industrial spaces, as well as some of the services offerings that we have to, to meet all those requirements. Those are separate projects that happen in different ways. Um, and so we, we work with retailers, we work with partners, we also work with material handling partners on these projects as well. For those that are in manufacturing, the things that I would tell you around the data, uh, the plant floor data and how it relates to the warehouse, there is some connection there in the coordination with the warehouse management system between a manufacturer and their distribution center, of course, right, to coordinate those activities, uh, especially if those two facilities are connected, but they'll, they'll always be connected in some way. But the, the number Number one thing that I would tell you about why to pay attention to warehouse automation is that technology that's going in place. So things 
the robotics and the advanced conveying systems, the uh, the sensors and I/O, all that's happening in this space, they have applications in manufacturing as well, right? So things that are happening in this space are, are also being applied in manufacturing. And so if you pay attention to this space, there may be some technologies you can adopt for manufacturing that serve a similar purpose. So that's the overall reason why I would say continue to pay attention to what's happening with warehouse automation. That's a really good point. Well, thank you, Mike. This has really been informative and interesting, and I appreciate you sharing your insights with us. All right. Thank you much, Teresa. Good to see you. You too. And listeners, check out this episode's description for links to additional resources. And thank you for joining us for Automation Chat. I'm Teresa Hauk with The Journal Magazine, and we'll talk again soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app. And tell your peers about us. You can even hit the share symbol to share your favorite episode. And don't forget, video of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash TJRA YouTube.